One of the things that has always been very um, one of the things about God um, so you guys know um, how the Bible in the kingdom always brings this um, oxymoron element which what that means is like the first shall be last, right? Um, it always brings this element where it turns everything upside down from kind of what makes sense. And that is true because it is true of God himself. And one of the most profound things about God that is that way is that God is both incomprehensible and so big that you can't even begin to put your mind around the incomprehensibility of God. Um, God has what's called um, incommunicable, sorry for the big words, but it is whatever, I didn't make them up, that's what they call them. The incommunicable attributes of God and what that means is these are the attributes of God that are not found in humans. Right? The communicable attributes of God that are found in our creation are like God is, God is love or God is kind or God is like, so are we. Right? Does that make sense? That's a communicable attribute. An incommunicable attribute would be that God is unchanging. Right? Or that God is omnipotent, meaning he has power over all things. He's omniscient. He's everywhere at one time. These are the, we aren't like that. We don't even understand those kind of things, right? So I want to read some scripture to put into some perspective this incomprehensible God, right? Where the scripture affirms that. So this is the we're going to read these four scriptures. These guys are going to read them here for us. You don't have to follow them, but you might want to know them because they speak to a something about God that is so profound and so big, um, and it's super important. One of the most – a book that I have read that's in my top ten books of all time that I've ever read is a book called Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, which is just a book – about the attributes of God, right? There's another one by author Pink called The Attributes of God, which is unbelievable as well. And you read them and you're just like jaw-dropping, thinking like God is so big, just so big, right? It makes sense, but sometimes if you start to dwell on how big he is, it's very, he's very big. So let's read some scripture about how big God is, real quick. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. <clears throat> quote it after you guys, oh. we, you guys quote it for Psalm us. Psalm 145.3. Great. Behold, these are but the outs- outskirts of his ways, and how small a whisper do we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? Job 26.14. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Romans 11, 33-34. All of these scriptures just keep, if you soak in them and listen to them, they do, will keep emphasizing a point, which is, who can even know God? He's so big. Right? How can you even know him? He is, his, he is unsearchable. His thoughts are not your thoughts. He is beyond our comprehension. He, that's the very word incomprehensibility, right? If you were to even consider any of the incommunicable attributes, right, you're, you would just be lost in, you know, the fact that God is the, the doctrinal word is immense, which basically means he's everywhere all the time, right, is impossible for us to even understand the fact that God is eternal right that he exists outside of the element of time is for us we cannot even begin to comprehend right it's incomprehensible for us who can know God because he's so big yet in true fashion God is incomprehensible, but yet there is no one and nothing more intimate with you. Nothing. As the craziness of how big and how incomprehensible he is, and yet at the same time, there is no one more intimate with you who knows every single hair on your head. No one. In the scriptures, you know, uh, there was a time in Luther's life where he was really wrestling with this and like, I need to know God. I'm trying to figure out and, and, and really discouraged by this idea that God was so big. And how can I even know him? I'm just but a, a human and he's so big and I can't know this God. How do I even begin to comprehend what's incomprehensible? And his mentor, um, Johann Stoppitz, was one of his mentors at the time, sat him down and said, listen, there's a simple way. Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. Let's read some of these scriptures. So these scriptures here are going to remind us and show us that although God is incomprehensible, God then becomes so intimate, knowing every hair in your head through the person of Jesus Christ. It's just like God to do something crazy like that. So let's read these scriptures. Quote, quote the scripture as you read them, please. Uh, John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Let me, uh, go ahead, Colossians 1.15. Let's read that one, and I'm going to read something, too. Colossians 1.15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So the Son is the image of the invisible God. I was uh, 
sometimes I look at the message version, um, which is not scripture, nor did, you know, uh, he intend for it to be, but he, it's like reading a commentary. If you've ever read commentaries where he's like diving into the Greek and just really coming away with, here's what it says. So he actually has an entire paragraph to describe that verse that was half a sentence. Okay. But I want to read you what he says to help with us getting too close to this, understanding the intimacy that comes through Christ. We look at this son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this son and see God's original purpose in everything created for everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes and holds it together like a head does the body. That's about Jesus, right? That although he is a, was a person, was inhuman, he yet was God himself, right? the great mystery of how God could do that. What else, what are the other scriptures we have on about that? Second Corinthians 4, 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And then Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom he has also made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. He is the radiance of God's glory in the exact imprint right it's it is there's when something is imprinted right it's imprinted in a it, it there can be no mistake in what it in, in what it looks like does that make sense like if you have a piece of wax and you imprint something in it right it's going to be exact because of what an imprint is god himself right is revealed in the person of christ so we get the incomprehensible God and then we have Jesus who becomes for us the intimacy um, of God with us in so many different awesome and powerful ways so I wanted to bring up that very profound and great truth to set up what we're going to do with these questions because I feel like I don't know if you guys have, there are four different pages. I have four pages that it's not an exhaustive thing. And I think I've talked about this before. They're the questions that Jesus asked, right? And when you think of the incomprehensibleness and how big God is and this intimacy that, that Jesus brings, suddenly when Jesus asks these questions, there is great power in them because it is, they're from God himself. They're from an incomprehensible God who's omniscient and all-powerful. 
and yet from a God who knows every hair on your head. Does that make sense? It's, it is, um, and so what I want you to do in your group is take a few minutes and I want you to meditate, read over the questions. And I just want you to find two that are meaningful to you. Does that make sense? Like just, and I promise the words, I've, I've done this several times and it's crazy how much some random question that Jesus asked in the scriptures that I've never noticed before was strike would strike was striking me. I was like, oh, oh man, it just like they're like cut right to the heart. It reminded me of uh, how powerful Jesus's look was to Peter after Peter three times denied the Christ when he only hours earlier had said, I would die for you, Jesus. And Jesus said, dude, you will deny me three times. I would never do that, Jesus. And sure enough, three times he denies Christ while in Christ's presence, right? Maybe a hundred, maybe 50 yards from Jesus at the time. And if the, the greatest moment in scripture and Peter, or the greatest moment in Peter's life, after the rooster crows, Jesus just looked at him. That's what the Bible says. Jesus looked at him. Jesus, who's being beaten and dragged and jailed, and Peter, who's 50 yards away, and Peter, who rooster crows, and Peter, suddenly Jesus just looks right at him. And Peter weeps. Jesus didn't even have to say anything in that moment, right? So what I'm saying is dissect these questions and say, what is the Lord, what a question is the Lord asking me? Right. All right. Pick two. And I want you and you're going to talk about them in your teams after you get two. OK, so find two. Don't talk yet about them, but find two that stick out to you. And we're going to in your team so that you guys can talk a little bit about them. So you got like a few minutes to find your two. Three, actually. Maybe maybe five <laughs> minutes, three to five minutes. Okay, so you're going to talk about, there are two questions that stick out to you in, the, in, the, in your group. Just kind of share why you liked it and what you liked about it. Also, you know, if you look up the context, it's totally fine, but also know sometimes that might change your original conviction from the question. Does that make sense? Like, so you don't need to do that, right? It's the words of Christ. The whole point is, it has power by itself, right? And if the question, why did you do that, sticks out to you, that it, that's okay to have something from that that the Spirit is leading you on because it's, it is the words of Christ. It's the immutable God who is so intimate. Does that make sense, right? So go ahead and talk in your groups. And... Uh, uh, you got a few minutes to just share, try to get it through each person sharing at least one. So take one at a time. If you get a chance to get to your second one and go around again, that's great. But at least talk about what question you liked and why. All right, finish up. Look up front here. So. Thank <laughs> you.
I hope that um, in a very small and a very brief way, you began to encounter both the big and incomprehensible God and then at the same time the intimacy of God. I think these questions and the profound nature of them and their ability to cut to the depth of who we are speaks both to his power and to his his bigness and his closeness. And um, if you want the other pages, there here's a pile of them. You can grab some of those or you can email me. I'm happy to... Um, yeah, I know you guys don't email anymore. Uh, you want to text me when I'm in the office, and then I can email. Give you, I'll e text you my email address, and you can email me. They email me, and I'm happy to email you all four pages if you want them. What a great thing to have at, during a quiet time. All right? Encourage you pour over them in your quiet time. Um, these are uh, somebody's. Um, card, uh, prayer card from your, you know, I asked you guys to keep those in your Bible. I hope you guys still have those and are still using those, praying for the lost, praying for students by name. Um, if you don't, you really need to m take one of these one of these cards and make this again. Have a list of 10 or more students that you're praying for. Especially now, clubs are getting rolling, new students are showing up, I know. I hope you're adding new names to these things. Weekend camp signups, all that kind of stuff. A great time to be praying, actively praying hard for the lost, right? And we had we went over those, those ways to pray for the lost. So, uh, does anybody know whose card this is? Is this yours? Okay. Yes. I was going to read some of the names, but it's all right. Sorry. It's all right. Hey. At least he has his card. I would like to, you know, if I ask everyone to hold theirs up, I don't know. We're not going to have them all. So, also. Last two camp shirts left. They are a medium. If anybody wants them, you're welcome to. They're two medium shirts. So you're welcome to grab those. I'm up right. Jesus, thank you for being you. Um, it's... Uh, it's amazing. It is, I guess, what the scriptures call uh, the great mystery that God himself in human form, um, Jesus the mystery, um, beyond how, what we could ever understand or how it's even possible, but yet here it is true the incomprehensible, omniscient, omnipresent, all-powerful, beyond our understanding God in the person of Jesus, who is our friend, our advocate, who knows every hair on our head. Unbelievable, Lord. Pray, Jesus, that you would help us to be encouraged and inspired by your questions and by your words that we would look so deeply into the meaning of of these things as they cut to our hearts and cut into our hearts and cry out such profound and powerful things they cry out lord 
Your very questions cry out both your power and your intimacy at the same time. It's awesome. Help us, Lord, to courageously dive deep into those things. We pray this in your name. Amen.